on your level, though. I said, I don't think I'm on your level, Josh. Good morning, church. Good morning. How is everybody? Everybody doing okay? Doing all right? Amen. 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 Did anybody come with an expectancy to be delivered today? Anybody come with an expectancy to, man, be made new, be redeemed, be forgiven? You know, expectancy, it isn't a prideful position. I know you can kind of feel that way when you say that word, but it's really a place where our faith and belief shines a light on God's glory, on Jesus' glory. And so I want to say that because we should be people of expectancy when it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus. We should expect him to show up in hard places. We should expect him to give us peace whenever life is hard. We should expect a lot of things. And sometimes we struggle with that. A lot of us say, man, I just want God to move in my life. And, uh, man, I got faith that Jesus is working. And if I just had the right opportunity, man, I would be ready, right? You know the saying, right? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. A lot of us say that, right? I'm ready right now. But what happens if you say all these things and you have that opportunity and Jesus is present, but you're actually not ready? You actually missed it. You actually get stuck in the same spot that you've always been. And today we're going to be reading out of Luke chapter 18. If you have a Bible, feel free to turn to it. If not, as always, it'll be on the screen. But we're going to read about a blind man that found himself on a road, and he found himself in a bad place. A place that I think, if we're being honest, we might not be blind physically, but I think many of us are going to be able to relate to in a way that sometimes we thought we were ready and we weren't. But before we go any further, of course, I want to pray for us because I want God to move through all this. I want to expect him to move through all this. And so, uh, man, just join me in a prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord. Uh, It doesn't matter any time of day. It doesn't matter what season. It doesn't matter where we are in the world. Father, we always have access to you. And so, Lord, help us pick up that phone. Help us give you a ring. Help us spend time with you. Help us just sit down. And pour out all that is going in within us. And I just pray this morning that we would come to you just ready to receive. That we would expect you to speak to us, Lord. Uh, Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Just identify the things that maybe are blocking us from you. And help us be people that don't miss when you're present. So, Father, we just thank you for today. We, We love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the determination of your expectancy, it can make the difference from being delivered or being stuck on that road. And I'm excited to read this. Like I said, we're going to be in Luke 18. We're going to start at verse 35. If you have your Bible, feel free to change to it. If you're ready, let me know. If you're not ready, say, I ain't ready, Pastor. Everybody ready? All right. Luke 18, uh, verse 35. And it says this. Has Jesus approached Jericho a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. Oh, man. Who's somebody watching the Cowboy game already? It's the highlights. I know a pregame service when I hear, I'm just saying. But when he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked, What is happening? What is happening? Now, I don't know this man's story except that he's blind. And when you read the Bible, especially in the Gospels, and you hear about blind people, a lot of times they give a little bit of backstory, but not in this case. It doesn't say that he was born blind. It doesn't say how he became blind. And 
this is important for us to realize. He might be like, well, what's, what's the significance of that, right? Well, if it doesn't state that he was born blind, that means that something had to happen in his life that led to him being blind, okay? Something had to lead him to a place that he became blind and he became in this state. And that's important for us to know because currently you might be in a place that you didn't start off with. And what I mean is you might have started off strong in your relationship with God. Things are going super well, like you're on fire for the Lord. And now you're in a season that things are different. Now you're in a season that you can't even really recognize who you are anymore. Now you're in a season that you're struggling to grasp God speaking to you or even what he's leading you or directing you. What I'm saying is if you find yourself sitting on this road, if you find yourself feeling blind, broke, lost, not knowing what to do or where to go, well, guess what? You're not the only one, okay? We all know that in life, sometimes when it rains, a lot of times it does more than drizzle, right? It it pours on us. Sometimes it's those storms that sweep us up that, man, just wrap us up in ways that we lose ourselves, in ways that we end up in places that we don't even recognize ourselves any longer. It takes us away where our identity and our discernment that we used to have, it isn't as easy anymore. And I've seen this, I've experienced this, and sometimes even the things that once helped you, you know, refocus, gain clarity are no longer there. Sometimes you were that person that people would always come to to, for advice. People are always seeking wisdom or direction from. But sometimes you're on that road like this man, and you find yourself in a place that you're just lost church, it's okay. Because what we see here is just because you're not born this way, just because these things experience, you're not alone in this. And that's something we need to grasp sometimes because a lot of times it's a lonely place to be when you're on that road, when you're in that position. But you're not the only one. And that's what I want you to know. If that's you, man, you are not alone. And that's a good thing to be aware of. Because you understand where you are in the situation. But you also need to understand something else that this man did. Because it said he was sitting there on the road and he heard the noise of the crowd going past. And what did he do? He asked, man, what is happening? A lot of times when we're wrapped up in our own mind and our own situation, sometimes we don't even hear the noise. We just think about our problems. We think about our situation. We're asking God for a life raft, and he's sending boats, and he's sending people, and all these different things, but we don't hear anything, because all we can see, all we can hear is what we're consumed by. But we see this blind man who didn't have a lot, who's sitting on this road, who's stuck, who's in a bad position. If I was him, I would feel deflated, but he heard the noise. He didn't have to see it. He heard it, and he said, what is happening? I want you to receive this this morning. I want you to take this away. You might be down, but you're still not dead, all right? You might be down, but it's not over for you. It's not the end all. I know y'all probably have seen that movie, and it's like, but did you die when they were talking about driving? This is similar to it, okay? We need to understand that, yes, we might not be where we once were, but there is still life in us. So don't count yourself out. God isn't done with you yet. It's something I've been hearing a lot of. Like, if it isn't good, then God isn't done with it. Because all the things that God does is good. All that he does for us, church. But we have to wrap our minds around that. 
we have to understand when somebody is trying to talk to us. Because have you ever tried talking to somebody, you're telling them a whole story, and then you get done and you just, they ain't even hear you? Right? Y'all know what that's like. I know all the wives are probably looking at the husbands like, this is you, right? You'll never hear what I'm trying to tell you. But a lot of times we don't hear because we are wrapped up in what we're consumed by. We're wrapped up in our situation or what we're thinking of. But this man didn't allow what he was going through to miss the noise. He could have missed out. He could have still just been sitting there. But he said, man, what is happening? That's something we have to take note of is when God is moving around us, we need to say, man, what is happening that I'm missing out on? Because that's my situation is right here, but I know God is still around my situation. I know he's still present in it. We have to see that God is moving around us. And if we aren't listening or too consumed by our own problems, we can miss out. So, yes, you might be down. You might not be in a place that you once were. You might not be as strong in your faith as you used to be, but you are not out. You still have life. You still have breath in you. And that's a good thing, church. A day above the ground is better than a day below it, right? And I'm not saying I, I'm ready to go home like, Lord, you could take me, okay? I wouldn't mind being in your kingdom with you. But as long as I'm here, you still have life. You still have purpose. You still have good things in store for me. So help me not miss it just because of what I'm going through. So let's continue to read and let's see what happens. Let's go to verse 37 through 38. They told the man, Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. The people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. Even this blind man could see that Jesus was an opportunity too good to pass up. He didn't ask somebody, to, hey, bring Jesus to me. Hey, can, can you call Jesus? I need to talk to him. What did he do? He shouted. He shouted from right where he was at. That's something we got to do, church. We got to understand, look, even before Jesus could come to where I am, I need to go to where he is and shout. I need to make what is going on in my situation known. Y'all know that saying, closed mouths don't get fed. You got to speak up. You got to share what's going on. No longer just accepting what life throws at you. I know that's what we do sometimes. Well, this is just what life is. This is, this is how it was for my family, for my parents. This is my brother. Like, I guess it's the same thing for me. No, don't accept that. What did we talk about last week, right? You got to reach a point that you got to say enough is enough. I'm only accepting what God has and everything else. See you later. There's the door. We have to get to that place, church. And that's what this man said. Yes, I'm blind. Yes, I, I ain't got no money. Yes, I'm in the middle of the road. But you know what? I hear about a Jesus. And I ain't going to miss out on that. I can't even see where he's at, but I just know if I yell out his name, I could get his attention. So I'm going to shout. And that's what he did. He shouted so he would have remained lost in the crowd. And then what happened? Like many of us have experienced, right, there are some people that are going to say, hey, you need to stop all that. Be quiet. You need to go on and have a seat. And this is something else we need to learn here today. I want you to receive this this morning. We have to push through what opposes us. We have to push through a church. There's always going to be different challenges that we're going to come across. And eventually, as you grow in your relationship with God, the more Jesus that you want, the more challenges are going to come. 
And I know in our mind, we like, that should be the opposite. It should be more Jesus equals less problems. That ain't always how it works. And a lot of it, a lot of times, has to do with us personally. Because a lot of us, let's be honest, we're a hot mess. And we're a hot mess more than we actually realize we are. So yes, we might have some things in our life that are deflating, that are hard. But no matter where we find ourselves sitting on that road, we have to say, man, this is enough. And for this man, he finally came to a place. He says, man, I don't matter where I am. I don't matter what I've done, what I'm lacking. I need to get to the one who lacks nothing. That's where I want to be. That's what I need in my life. I need to speak to the one who has it all. He didn't allow what he couldn't see to keep him from seeing this as his moment. He didn't allow his financial state to keep him from being ashamed and going and speaking to Jesus about this. He didn't allow the position he was in or even the people yelling at him to be quiet to stop him. What did he do? He shouted louder. Church, when we're in that spot, when we're in that place, when we are trying to shout for Jesus and things are still coming against us, you know what you need to do? You better shout louder. You better let them know, look, I ain't accepting nothing else but what the Lord has for me. So you could say what you want to say. My situation could be what it wants to be. But at the end of the day, I'm going to yell for Jesus. At the end of the day, I'm going to go with him. At the end of the day, I'm going to have what he has for me. Sometimes we need to shout louder. Quit being so quiet about the things that we're going through. Because can't nobody help you in your situation if nobody knows your situation. A lot of us say, man, you know, I want the Lord to move, right? We do nothing, guess what's going to happen? Nothing's going to change, right? We want to see action in our life, but if we don't take no action, ain't going to be no action. And commonly, we allow our emotions to block our blessings. We place fear and judgment into those that God might be trying to use to help you. Man, they're going to judge me. They're going to have something to say. Man, I don't want to go there because I already know how people are going to be. Like, you don't know that. You don't know that. But in your mind, that's what it's telling you. You're opposing yourself. Man, you got to push through that. So what if people got something to say about you? Let them talk. Because at the end of the day, what people got to say don't matter more than what the Lord has to say. And you have to push through that. Because things are always going to oppose us. So we have to push through those things, those people. Because you never know how God is trying to use somebody, but you're not speaking up. And I'm saying this in the context, you got to understand who is for you and who ain't for you, right? Because there are a lot of people that say they're for you. And then you get to talking and they tell all your business. You get to trying to get some help and they let you down. They actually know where to be found. So you got to know the difference between who is actually for you and who really don't care for you. Okay? There's a huge difference between that. But God, being the God that he is and how personal, how thoughtful he is, he's always going to send his people for you. And his people, they're not going to come with that judgment. They're going to come with some love. They're going to probably come with some accountability. They're going to be truthful for you. But we need that in our life because maybe God is trying to use them to bless you in your situation. We have to push through what opposes us. Man, life is too short. It is too precious to miss out on what Jesus has for you today. We don't know. But all I know for myself is like I don't take bad days. Every day is a good day. Because the Lord said, I can rejoice in it. This is a day that the Lord has made. And that's it. Anything that is not of that, man, you can see the door. I ain't going to accept it. Doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. Doesn't mean that I don't have issues, that I don't have problems, that I don't have hard times. I have all those things all the time. 
But my God is faithful. And with him, I am allowed to push through everything that opposes me. And so can you. Let's keep reading. Let's see what happens now. Let's go to verse 39. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he ordered that the man be brought to him. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, well, what do you want me to do? Lord, he said, I want to see. Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. He followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Man, I love that because Jesus always hears. Jesus always hears. There is no prayer that we don't speak that doesn't get to his ear. Every time that we pray, we enter the throne room of God, and he's listening, and he's ready to move. He's ready to act. Now, you're going to learn, right, that God isn't going to bless some foolishness that isn't he and about, right? If it isn't God's standard, if it isn't according to God's word, and you pray for something like that, of course God isn't going to answer that. He's not going to honor that because he's only going to honor the things that glorify him. But as you grow in your relationship, you're going to learn what those things are. And you're going to learn how he wants those things to be a part of your life in a way that's going to help you in your situation. So as we grow closer to Jesus, we can learn to become more effective in the way that we pray, but also understanding what pleases God. And the word said that Jesus heard, and what did he do? He stopped. He said, hey, man, bring him over here. Man, do you, do you not understand how loved you are? That the God of the universe, the most powerful being that we have in this universe and this planet, as busy as he could be with everybody, he says, you know what, my child is talking to me, I'm going to stop. I need to have a conversation with him. And let's be honest, sometimes we go to God with foolishness, but he's still willing to sit with us and talk to us, right? Man, that's how loved you are. Any time of the day, any place, anywhere, God is always willing to speak with you, to talk with you, to love you. That's a humbling thing to think about. Because if you have kids, you know how kids could be, right? You ever had a kid bring up an issue and they come and talk to you? And then by the time they get done talking, you're like, we didn't even talk about the thing you came for. Like, we do that a lot with God. But thankfully, God is patient with us, right? He's loving, he's kind, and he hears us. And even though sometimes we don't even know the thing that we're needing or that we're praying for, he helps us figure it out in a way that we always need. So he listens and cares for us enough to move in our situation. I want you to finally receive this this morning. We need present faith for today's deliverance, church. We need present faith. I need faith for today so I can see God move in my situation now. The blind man, what did he do? Did he ask for money? Nah. Did he ask for a house? Nah. Did he ask for, hey, he could have asked for a lot of different things, but what he asked for was his sight. He just wanted to see again, not even realizing that even without his eyes, his sight wasn't that bad. He was able to know that this is something he could see that he didn't want to miss out on. And he didn't allow things of yesterday. He didn't allow things of his past. He didn't even allow the things of that day to stop him from the, what he needed. He had present faith. Faith that didn't need to be turned on. Faith that didn't need to be searched for. Faith that was very active and ready to move. And that's what we need too, church. Because what did Jesus say? He said, all right, receive your faith, your faith, receive your sight because your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. So that means you need faith 
in the presence of being blind. You need faith in the presence of being broke. You need faith in the presence of sitting on a road that you don't know what to do next. You need faith that is present now. Not the faith of yesterday, not the faith of tomorrow. You need faith right now that is present and ready for God to move. And it said that instantly the man was healed. And he didn't start off that way until Jesus entered the picture. But when Jesus is in the scene, when you include him in your life, man, he could transform and change everything in an instant. Right there where you're going through. So you might have the odds stacked against you. You might even have people coming against you. You could have all these different challenges facing you. But if you face it with Jesus, you could overcome it. If you include Jesus in it, you could see everything change. We have to shout. We have to include him. We got to take a, a page out of this blind man's book and make what is possible present today with our faith. And this is my challenge for all of us today. It's to let your faith be present. Let it be now faith, okay? Present faith. So you're like, well, pastor, how do I even do that? Well, first, you got to learn what's possible. And the only way that you're going to learn what's possible is by spending time in the Word, spending time with God. So you can understand who He is, you can understand what He's capable of, and you can understand how He can move in your situation. The more that you understand, the more that you can pray and activate your faith in the present. That's why His Word is so powerful. And it says it's sharper than a two-bladed sword, that it could cut through the lies, it could cut through born, it could do all kinds of things. But you have to know it to activate it and use it. So coming to church, man, that is a great place to come. Like, I want everybody to come to church, right? But you know where I want you to go more than that? I want you to go to Jesus. I want you to shout to Jesus. Because he is the one that activates it all. And it's your faith in him, not in the pastor, not in the church, that's going to change everything. It's got to be in Jesus. So to have present faith, you got to learn what is possible today. And then you got to believe it. Don't just say these things like actually stand on it and believe it. Say, Lord, I believe you. I'm struggling with it. But you said I just need the faith of a mustard seed. And that's all the faith I have right now, Lord. But I know it's enough for you. I don't think you realize what a mustard seed can produce when it comes to your faith. You read in the the Bible a lot of times, Jesus did a lot with nothing. And a lot of times all he said is, hey, I just want you to be present and to be available. And if you have the faith to do that, then I'm going to honor your prayers and move through you. So believing and praying, thanking God for already making a way even before it happens for you. That's something I have to do. With your faith, be present, man. I'm praying right now, Lord, I need you to do this. But I'm also believing you. I'm thanking you for it right now because my faith is present because I'm believing what you say because I know you're good for your word. You got to have present faith. And another way to have present faith is to start getting things in order right now. And this is what I mean. A lot of us will say, you know what, I'm praying for this job or I'm doing this. Uh, I'm going to get this degree from school. But then they don't act on it, right? Well, if you know this job is going to require a certain set of clothes or a certain education or even like, uh, man, even a career that you're choosing, you know there's going to be things acquired to achieve that goal. So even before you reach that goal, what do you got to do? You got to start preparing and making a way like it's already here. And sometimes we struggle with that because we think if I just pray enough, then I'm good. I don't have to do nothing else. And God's like, I mean, I love you. I'm willing to do anything for you. But hey, hey, you got some work in this too, okay? Because you got to learn your faith activated is through me, and you got to see me work through you. 
So that way you can release some of these things that you've done in the past. Because what did we say, right? If you do nothing, nothing's going to change, right? Y'all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If it ain't working for you now, maybe it's because you ain't including Jesus, or maybe it's because you're not doing what Jesus is asking you to do. So you got to have present faith. And that's one way to have present faith is already working towards those things that you already believe in God for. God, I believe in that you're going to restore my marriage. So you know what? I'm setting up this counselor. I'm setting up all these things. So when we reach this place, I have these things in place for it to work. God, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that you would give me this job. And I know that they're going to need this type of clothes, and these work shoes. So I'm going to go find these work shoes. I'm going to go to Goodwill. I'm going to find what I need. So when you give me this opportunity, I'll be ready to receive it. I'm praying, I'm thanking you for it, I'm believing you for it, but I'm also preparing myself because my faith is present now. And what did it say? Instantly the man was healed. Instantly his life was changed. And I love what the man did. Because sometimes God answers our prayers and we out. Thank you, Lord. I'll see you next Sunday. Might come Wednesday, might not, but you know I was good for it. Thank you, Lord. Nah, man. It said the man could instantly see, and then he followed Jesus. He was praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. This man went instantly and started following Jesus. He could have said, I got my sight back. I need to go take care of this other business. He said, no, this is all the business I need. See, church, when God answers our prayers, we need to remember who answered the prayers and keep walking with them. We say, Lord, I thank you for that, man. I appreciate it, but what's next, Lord, because I'm with you. I'm walking with you. I'm riding with you. Let your faith be present. I pray we could be like this blind man. We could see again, but also, man, that our response to him answering our prayers will be us following in him and praising him because it's going to have an impact to so many others that are watching. It's going to have an impact in your family, in your children, in your circle, in your friends, in your family, coworkers. Man, the list goes on and on and on. You never know how you could impact somebody's life if you would just be present with your faith today. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are a God who heals. It doesn't matter what level we find ourselves in. You said, oh, it's no challenge for you. There's nothing that can outweigh the things that you can do in our life, Lord. And so would we believe that? Would we receive that? Would we walk in that, Lord? Would we say, man, I'm accepting only what the Lord has for me and everything else? I thank you that it's not for me because my Father has only good things for me. So even when I'm faced with something bad, I know he has something good in store. So Lord, help us hold on to these truths. Help us walk in these promises, but also help us prepare for the place that you're taking us. And so Father, I thank you that we don't have to have uh, all the sight. We don't have to have all the things necessary to see you still move in our life. All we have to have is faith. So let our faith be present today and help us move with you. Father, I just lift up anybody here that is struggling, they find themselves blind, they find themselves lost, they find themselves in the middle of the road feeling stuck. Lord, will today be the day that they shout? Will today be the day that they shout louder, not allowing anything that opposes them to prevent them from receiving what you have for them, Lord? Will today be the day that you are brought to them and you move through them? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your love, for your consistency, for your patience, and for who you are to us. Help us return it by honoring you with the way we live. Father, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, we're going to go to a time of worship. If you need prayer for anything, man, there will be prayer team members in the back.
And as always, man, if you just want to come up here and praise, sit with the Lord, whatever this looks like for you, man, truly go to the Lord, thank Him, praise Him, believe Him, walk with Him, man. Let your faith be what, church? Present. Let your faith be present. Let's worship the Lord.